welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, hey now. Uh, welcome. Uh, got a special one today. I am nursing. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm nursing sore throat that has been bothering me for uh, four days now. Um, and I have an audition for a small part in a, in a movie um, tomorrow. So cross your fingers for your boy getting his uh, vocals back. So I'll be real quick. <clears throat> uh, Calvin Smith returns to the podcast. He was on episode 35. I think I tell him during the podcast, but I don't remember because so we, we talked so much before and after the podcast. Um, but I, I feel like that episode was like the first one that gave me a lot of pop where people started reaching out to talk about things I talked about on that first podcast with him. Uh, so obviously, and we've stayed in touch, but I obviously, uh, said, Hey, I finally need to ask you to come back on. Um, we talk about a lot of different things. Uh, he's the host of unquestionable with Calvin Smith. Uh, I love talking to Calvin because he, uh, he questions me, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and really what he, he makes me, uh, think, and I think some of what, is revealed is just a uh, kind of a I think maybe a philosophical difference as far as uh, beliefs. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I certainly understand and and can't argue with what Calvin says. Um, I don't believe it, but the reason I, I yeah I, I mean it, I guess the interview will speak for itself with. Uh, uh, better voice me. We'll we'll speak to Calvin, um, and I don't know if uh, if what I said made any sense, but I'm not re-recording it, so we're sticking <laughs> we're sticking with it. Uh, Calvin's a, a great dude to talk to. Again, I have a great time talking with him uh, about. Uh, again, we we talk about. I know one of our big differences um, is belief in an afterlife, and um, he I enjoy his perspective on why he's comforted by not thinking there's an afterlife as opposed to my perspective of that would be very disheartening. Um, but again, I, I like that we're able to discuss this obviously in a very civil way. Um, and, uh, again, I don't, I certainly don't think anything he says is incorrect or wrong. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, I, I hope, um, some of the things he does not believe, I hope he's wrong, but I have no evidence to support that, if that makes sense. Um, and I think he would understand what I mean by that. Uh, so anyways, I'm not going to even do ad reads. Oh, um, because I'm doing two episodes this week. This is the return week. Uh, episode 104, Calvin Smith returns. Episode 105 is going to be Wajid Hassan, who's in episode 52. Um, I jumbled the order, so he fell from uh, 104 to 105. Not that that's a ranking system by any means. But in the episode with Rajid, I say, you were in episode 52 and 104, so you'll be back for 156. Um, so I, I threw off the things um, just because I wanted to 
I, I wanted to change up the topics a little bit week to week, uh, but we're going to do two this week because I want to get um, these out uh, since I think I, I know I recorded both of these in October and, uh, you know, I don't like to let them sit on the shelf for too long, just in case uh, the, you know, topics discussed get, uh, get uh, dusty. Uh, all right. Enjoy the episode. I'll see you real quick on the flip side. All right, everybody. I am very pleased to welcome for the second time on the Jeff Macalino podcast, Calvin Smith. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you, Jeff? I'm excellent. Uh, you're you're technically not the first return guest, but you are the first re- returned guest that I've had on the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I guess I'm happy to be the kind of first. <laughs> yeah, my, my brother did an episode as the guest and then he and his wife did an episode they're, they're oh like the okay stuff so he's kind of been on twice but once he was really only half and, and the worst half i got of the, you of the, of the equation so yeah right on well i appreciate you having me both times yeah for sure man i had a fun time talking with you way back in episode 35 that's how long ago it was which is wow and you have like a, a hundred i just put out a hundred now yeah yeah uh this past week i We'll probably this will probably episode 102 or 103 or something like that but nice but yeah time uh time flies with this stuff man man that's crazy I mean, you keep pumping out those episodes i can't pump them out as quick as you i mean i've i've got i think you know with my podcast i think the 34th maybe 35th episode comes out next month so you're you're way ahead of me on that one <laughs> yeah well you you do such a good job getting your guests i mean like i love listening to your podcast because you you know i'm not slighting any of my guests at all but oh no i just kind of i kind of will if it's like all right well i want to talk about this topic i you know unless it's the flat earth where i obviously got the number one guy we both did (laughs) right right. (laughs) but aside aside from that uh, it's usually like I'll take anyone who can talk about it with any set like you seem from listening to your podcast, at least you seem to find incredibly uh, knowledgeable people like, you know, the the top in their yeah. in their field kind of thing. <laughs> right. That's I mean, that that was kind of the goal is that, you know, I love being on podcasts and, you know, I love talking to, you know, people like like the type of format that you and, and you know, many others have. But, you know, I, my whole shtick is that I want to talk to the experts, quote unquote expert. I hate using that word because it's so mm-hmm. subjective, you know, it's, it's kind of one person may consider someone an expert. What, how do you even consider yourself an expert? But, right. um, so, you know, why would I talk about history or, uh, you know, mythicism, you know, Jesus mythicism or something, if I'm not as knowledgeable and I'd rather get an expert and on it, quote unquote, and, uh, get their two cents on a more. So have them do the talking, but yeah, no. And I, I like the format. I mean, it's yeah. always, I, it's interesting because I think you're probably in the same position, uh, as me, when I listen to your podcast, you're probably in that position hosting the podcast of don't always believe the people, but at least they have I even said this about Flat Earth Dave, like, I don't, I don't buy it for a second that the Earth is flat, but at least he has 
the way he explains it is at least a way it's like, I understand why he thinks that way. Yeah. I don't it's agree with him. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's easily understandable. He, he does. I'll give him that, you know, cause I guess for those who don't know, I interviewed David Weiss as well on my podcast. <laughs> um, unquestionable with Calvin Smith. I don't know if we said that yet, but um, yeah, I talked to Dave too. Um, and, and it was really him being on your show that I was like, Ooh, I need to talk to that guy. And sure enough, like a couple weeks later or something, he was on my show or maybe vice versa. But um, because I know we were like back to back, he did my show and then your show, like right back to back. And um, yeah, no, I don't believe him for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he it was funny because I I did um, I did an episode of Truth Wanted, um, which is a, a show hosted by the atheist community of Austin. Um, I did a show with them and on that show, um, I talked about my David Weiss interview because it had just came out too at that point. And, um, I guess David listened to that podcast and he, he messaged truth wanted and wanted to be a guest on truth wanted, which is not their format. They don't like do that. It's a call-in show. Um, so if he would have called in, you know, he probably would have skipped the line and we probably would have <laughs> talked to him some more, but he wasn't very happy that I didn't really agree with him. He sent me a couple angry Facebook messages and, um, yeah, he, he, he thought that he convinced me, I think by the end of it. And I don't, I don't really see how he got that. Cause I was really pushing back on. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough thing. I get this criticism a lot. Um, and I imagine you do somewhat as well. Um, but it's a tough thing when you're having someone on who knows more about the topic they're talking about than you do. Yeah. I mean, they should, right? Right. Um, like, you know, with, with Dave, a good example is it's like he was spitting out statistics and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if any of that's true, but, you know, I, I have to accept it on face value because exactly. I don't know otherwise. And he seems to know what he's saying, even though, you know, but he he, yeah. he he made a good point to his credit. It's like, do you know how far the sun is from the earth? No. Do you know that this, that, the, other? no, I don't know any of that stuff. So yeah. I, and that's know. fair. I mean, you know, I think he, he know they, I think a lot of flat earthers know that not just regular people know these things. And so they throw out these big numbers, big statistics that you don't have the equipment to fact check them right away. And they think that they've got you in a gotcha because they know a couple numbers that you don't. Um, I do know that the earth is like 93 million miles away though. I do yes. know that. <laughs> I know that now. 93 million. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere around there. Um, but it, yeah, they, they use it as kind of a gotcha and um, it's, it's um, it, that's why at the end of the episode that I did with my first flat earther um, that I talked to and then um, with David Weiss, is I went back on the episode and I took notes of the major things that they said, the things that really stood out to me, like the fact that dinosaurs didn't exist or, or, um, (laughs) you name it, the fact that there's, there is a God, but it's also not like any, it's a deistic God. And I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't seem falsifiable, but, um, it, it, I went back and fact checked him. And that was the big thing that he really had a problem with is that at the beginning of the episode that I did with him, I put a little blip in the beginning, like, Hey, this is David Weiss. He says a couple crazy things. So stick around at the end of it. I'm going to fact check some of the stuff that he did. And, um, I, I did that. And at the end of the episode, I, I talked about 
the couple things that he said. And uh, that's, that's really what didn't make him happy. And it's like, I'm not going to just take what you say and take and have my audience take what you say off face value. You know, I want to make sure that if we're spreading this information, that it's the right information, <laughs> not right. Just right. because you're saying it. Yeah. And, and I feel like you have a, a harder uh, uh, onus than I do. I don't know if that's the right word, but where people do listen to your podcast and they want to find out the truth where I always go back to a Joe Rogan quote one day when they were getting on him about things. He's like, I'm just a stupid comedian who's usually smoking weed and drinking when I do my podcast. So if you're listening <laughs> to me for medical advice, you're really dumb. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I always fall back on that. It's like, I, I, I flat out say, um, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I love to talk about conspiracy theories because to me, it's a mental exercise. It's not yeah. that I believe them or that I want to believe them even. It's that I like to, what would be the next logical progression of, you know, whatever X, Y, Z, whether it's, right whether it's who shot JFK or Bigfoot or this, that, the other, it's like, I just want to, I just want to use my brain to see how this could possibly play out. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm not... that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a good mental exercise. I would say, I mean, it's good to at least, you know, if someone has a claim that they come up with, um, which, I mean, I guess if anyone isn't familiar, my show unquestionable with Calvin Smith is talking a lot about um, I, I talk to people about different claims that they believe. So like I talk about flat earth claims, like we've talked about and God claims, um, claims of Atlantis existing and ancient lost high technology and the Sphinx and Egypt being older than 4,000 years old. And, you know, uh, aliens abducting people. I talk to anyone who has any, I guess what you would consider an absurd claim or outlandish claim. Um, because I want to know what's true. And I mean, you can't really just discount these things just because they sound crazy. You got to make, I mean, who knows, who knows if this person that believes that they were abducted by aliens, maybe they have some sort of evidence that is compelling to me and to my audience and to whoever, and they're, they just don't have the platform to share that information. So why not give them the platform, question them a little bit. I use street epistemology on my show a lot, um, which I've practiced with for a couple of years. And um, it's basically breaking down their claim to see whether that it's justifiable to believe or not. And um, that's, again, why I want to talk to the experts, quote unquote. Um, I talk to doctors and Egyptologists and all kinds of um, who I guess you would consider experts in uh, academia on, on my show. And so, yeah, I just I want to know the truth. And you can't necessarily do that without hearing both sides of the argument right i think one thing that i found interesting because i i always still defend i'm like yeah this is a comedy podcast but i was like reading through my last like 30 guests and it's like there's as many metaphysical people as there are oh no uh, comedians on it and it's like ah uh, well i'm i'm not a metaphysical podcast i just find this stuff so interesting and it's always, I did talk, uh, going back to a, a, a paranormal investigator, basically a ghost hunter, was on my podcast. He had a super compelling story about encountering all this, you know, he heard these things, he had two people with him, he, he they all saw the same thing, uh, and they actually discovered a woman's remains where this ghost thing was happening. And it's hmm. like, he believes it, uh, he's not making it up. He he believes it. So yeah. 
But the one thing in that episode when I was talking to him, I'm like, part of the problem is like mainstream science doesn't like to even talk about a lot of this stuff. Whereas I think science would want to investigate is there is there such thing as ghosts? Uh, you know, I feel like it's they kind of shut that down. Like, no, we're teaching this textbook. This is the science you need to learn. That stuff's not science. And it's like, well, I'd argue that it that it is if you if you know you you haven't come up with technology maybe to measure these things uh because maybe they're not real <laughs> but That's but it's fair. but it is it disturbs me that it's like that they're just weird cult people we, we they're not science we're science and i i think that uh I think that's kind of a recent thing too, where I started getting aggravated at people declaring them what science is and what science don't question yeah. the science. It's like, that's not what science is at all. <laughs> yeah. So, so for me, like with, with the whole ghost thing is I've, I've talked to a lot of people who believe in ghosts and, you know, I used to believe in ghosts myself for probably more recently than I, I became an atheist. Um, I could tell I didn't believe in a God bef before, I, I didn't believe in ghosts. So um, my family is very superstitious. So we grew up on all those, you know, different kinds of things, you know, oh, the, the house is haunted, you know, there's a guy in the laundry room type of thing. Um, <laughs> but see how I how I look at ghosts is we don't like it. Like you said, we don't really have a way to measure ghosts or, or to tests for ghosts you know we have these like emf meters which are easily set off by a, a 5g wi-fi signal can right. set off these emf readers so that's why even the top rated one on amazon has been debunked many times to where if you're if you get a text message on your phone or your phone is receiving a text message it can set off the emf meter um that's been shown multiple times i've seen quite a few things on that so and that's the best selling emf reader on amazon at the moment right and um you know, so it's things like that, like, okay, well, and there actually recently was a guy who made an EMF reader that basically gets downloaded onto your phone and he purposely made it to where it it's fake. Like he totally admitted, like, this is a joke. Like I made it as guy, kind of a social experiment and people are like totally believing that they are contacting ghosts and they're saying that he's faking it that he's not so like this actually is a real app and he's telling these people no it literally isn't like i i came up with it like it's fake it's not real you are not contacting ghosts and people are convinced by it so it's the fact that we don't have a solid way to test for ghosts you know mm -hmm. once and it, it until we have a, a way to test for ghosts i don't see a reason to believe in ghosts so i totally believe that the the person that you spoke to think that they had an experience. I believe that they believe they had some sort of experience with a ghost or the paranormal or something, but correlation doesn't equal causation. So, right. Yes. They found, I think, uh, you know, I don't know the story obviously, but, um, sounds like they were in a, a fairly spooky place. If they were finding dead bodies or whatever, um, sounds fairly spooky. Um, they were ghost hunting, right. They had some sort of equipment with them. So they kind of were, on the search for something to come up right. and it just so happens that the same time that they were ghost hunting quote unquote they came across a body you know so um although it correlates with their experience it doesn't 
necessarily mean it's a causation of it. So um, yeah. it's not really falsifiable. So I don't see it as, you know, anecdotes for me are never good evidence to believe in anything. Because if I were to turn around and say there was a, there was a pink elephant that manifested just off the side of the camera here. You didn't see him. He's literally was right <laughs> there. I promise. That's about as reliable as what these people are saying about ghosts. So I just don't see it as I, yeah, reasonable. I, yeah. I agree with you. I think a lot of times, I mean, it's been proven that the brain puts together a puzzle a lot of times based yes. on, the result so you find a dead body and all of a sudden all these little the creaks in the room all of a sudden come bigger in your head and, and exactly now i do think and i don't know what it is um this is where i have the hardest time with with all of this stuff is it's like there's something but i don't know what it is and i'm not saying it could be ghosts could be aliens could be other dimensions coming into play i i honestly lean towards that realm more than anything else is that a multiverse or other dimensions whatever you want to call it um there it's like i know there's something because these are all anecdotes and everyone has their own beliefs about them whether it's ghosts aliens um uh god whatever um right there, there's something there's too many of these anecdotes that don't have a logical answer so i do feel like there's something i just don't know if anyone actually knows what it is does that make any sense yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Um, you know, it's it's scary to not know things. Mm -hmm. So and and it's even scarier to admit that you don't know things. So yeah, like you were saying, you, the brain puts together a puzzle and you 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 don't understand a thing, so you want to attribute it to something. Like a good example is UFOs. You know, people see an unidentified flying object, something that they look in the sky and they can't immediately identify, and they say it's an alien why why would you do that it you just called it an unidentified flying object and then you just labeled it as an as an identified object that it is alien <laughs> so how you just pulled a double negative by saying it's a ufo it's also extraterrestrial you can't do that so um it it's uh, i guess if we're not able to demonstrate what something is then we can't put a label to it Right. And so like if, if I'm sitting in a room and I see a black figure walk past me and push the door open or kick the door open, like I, I actually had one of my friends on my podcast who um, she says she was sitting in her living room uh, with her friend. And I think she actually had two of her friends there, if I'm not mistaken. And her one friend's mom had just died uh, like a couple weeks previous, like in the other room or something. And they saw a black figure, like go down the hallway and open up the door or something like while they're all sitting on the couch and they all saw this. Um, like I said, I don't deny that that happened, um, but they were, they immediately attributed it to her friend's mother that did that open the door because um, it was heading towards her bedroom or something like that. And I just said, you know, how, how could you just put a label on it that it was his mother, but you you don't know that it was his mother. So how can you say that? You know, I understand that's what you want it to be, but until you can show that that's what it was, you, you just, it's the same thing as an, an, it's a, it's a UFO. It's an unidentified <laughs> flying object essentially. Um, so it's, it, yeah, until, until there's reason to believe in something, I just, I can't 
bring myself to believe in that, you know? Yeah. What I'm curious, I don't think we broached this topic when we, when we talked, I know we talked about God and and, uh, for a while last time, I don't think we ever broached the afterlife. Um, And that's something I'm fascinated by. Uh, The one thing I think consensus from everyone I've talked to who I've talked to uh, a guy who who they actually certify mediums. And he says, Hmm. I think he said it's like a 99% fail rate that they like they have a clinical exam of these people who claim to be mediums and they need to have provable results in a in a controlled setting mm-hmm. um and he's like i think he said they they've certified 20 out of the thousand so i'm like god i don't you know the way he described the process it's like i don't see how you can cheat that because i even said i'm like could they just be like mentalists like could they just be he's like not the it was a controlled they did not know the person ahead of time it was one person he he, he gave me a breakdown i'm like i don't see like the, the fact that you decline so many people and say you're not. And he even, he, he did say the caveat is they, he does think some of the people they've rejected probably could be, but they didn't pass the exam. Maybe they were nervous or maybe whatever mm-hmm. the case was, but he's like, if they don't pass, we don't, they're not, they don't get certified. Um, but I, I think where I was starting to go with it was that in that, when I was talking to him, I think it kind of that was like the nail it final nail in the coffin to me of I certainly don't believe in the religious heaven and hell. Um, I, I, I should correct that. I do not believe in hell whatsoever. I don't believe that that's a thing. Um, I don't think when you die, you're just worm food, though. Um, and that's that's you know, again, I, I, it's one of the, I, I, I had great conversation with a guy who's just a great guy to talk to, who was a past life regressionist. Um, and, and it's, you know, he, he believes it. He'll, he'll say like, look, I know, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't believe me and that's, that's fine. I'm not here to really sell it to anyone. It's right, like, right. but if you do believe it, I can help you do this. Um, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I do think I, I don't really think I believe in the reincarnation where you just come back as another soul, so to speak, on Earth. But I do think something happens to to the energy inside you. You know, so I, I but I struggle because, again, it's like you could go to another dimension that we can't even wrap our minds around. So that could be heaven gotcha. by some definition where our energy just goes to another realm where this you know meat sack doesn't doesn't come into play uh this is just now, our let, clothes for this plant universe <laughs> yeah let me ask you this why do you think that uh that's a good like, question like what like what um this is where kind of where my street epistemology kind of comes into yeah. play. demonstration it's um so uh, you mentioned that you think think that your energy goes on to like another dimension or you know something something else happens you know what convinces you that something has to happen after death like what makes you say that you don't think that we just turn into worm food um that's a good question i think there's a one thing i hear all the time is there's an unquantifiable thing inside energy inside the human body that even like 
when you die, you can still read this energy. Right. Um, I don't think that, to my, to my knowledge, no one's ever given a real scientific explanation for it. Um, so I think ultimately, if you're asking me why I believe it, because I want want it to be true, that, which is a bad reason to believe something. But uh, hey, that's it, it's a reason, though. I mean, at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it to me, and this is an interesting conversation uh, that I had with someone, and you probably would agree with with him. He was an atheist, and he's like, to me, the most calming thing is knowing that once I'm dead, I'm worm food, and that's it. And I'm like, that would make me want to, that almost makes me want to commit suicide. Cause what is, what is it even worth being here for that? Um, so that's where it's, to me, it's like, I have to believe that not, not that there's some sort of karma that if you do well in this life, you do better next time or any, not anything like that, but just that there's more purpose than us just being a dumb animal that roams the earth until, you know, until we don't okay so so do you think that there is like an objective like ultimate purpose to life or do you think that purpose is subjective because me personally i think that you're that everyone's purpose is subjective you know you are born essentially to die you know you're you're born um you're an animal no different than any other animal in the wild and your purpose is going to be whatever you want your purpose to be, um, or no purpose whatsoever, like every other animal. We are the only animals in the animal kingdom that need a purpose, a something to live for. All right. these other animals in the animal kingdom, they don't need that, at least as far as we understand, they don't need that. Right. Um, they just want to survive. That is basically their objective goal, but it's more so driven by natural instinct rather than coherent thought so um like for me um i i i think that there's plenty to live for you know like like you said that um if you found out that you do die and just turn into worm food then you just want to commit suicide and that's understandable um it's depressing to think that that you're doing all this stuff this cool stuff in your life and that it all just is for nothing essentially right um, but how I see it is I don't have something to live for. I don't have a reason to be good or bad in this life. I don't believe in a heaven or a hell. So, um, from any religion, I've read many different religious books and none of them have convinced me, none of the heavens or hells that have been described to me. And, um, it's, Basically, I want to make this life worth living for. You know, why would I cut my life short? I want to essentially make the world better than when I, the world better than how I came to it. You know, I want to leave it better than how I came to it. So that's basically my purpose. That is my subject of purpose. And that is the reason why I want to stay alive. I have my family. I have my cat. Um, I have my job. That is a reason to live for my job that I actually enjoy. And um, I have my podcast. And I talk to so many wonderful people on my podcast. So why would I want to cut that short just because there's no ultimate reward at the end of it? So um, I kind of see more comfort in it that I don't get a second shot, that this is my one and only shot 
and I have to make the most out of it. That's kind of how I see it. No, and that that does make a lot of sense to me. Uh, it's while, while you were saying that the whole time I'm thinking it, it's to me, that's a good reason. I, I feel like whether there is or isn't, and, and I think we'll disagree on this, but uh, I think someone who goes to a medium who communicates and gets them to come to peace with a family member who died, for instance, and makes their life better, even if that person is a complete scam artist, I think that's a net positive that they actually helped this person. Maybe it was all a crock of bullshit. I certainly think it probably was, but if it made someone else's life better, I think it's a net positive, even if it is a, a lie or a, a, uh, and I think the same thing with religion. Now, religion can be used to be for terrible purposes, as it has been many times. It still mm -hmm. is. Uh, you know, there's many documents. But I do think a lot of people make, I look at like the Alcoholics Anonymous. I think they have to believe in God. That's one of the things. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if God's real, if they actually make their lives better and stop, uh, you know, stop drinking. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I assume people in AA really need to stop drinking. Uh, not right. So to me, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't. I want to know the truth, but I also am OK with not knowing the truth. Uh, if if not knowing the truth or believing that you know the truth makes you happier. I don't think I mm -hmm. really summed it up well, but I think you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, no, I, I get you. you. You kind of, it's, it's, it's okay. To, you're, you're basically saying that it's okay to believe in something that may be a lie to you as long as it benefits you in the end is essentially what you're saying. Um, kind of, right. kind of makes, essentially makes you feel good, makes you happier at the end of it. Um, how how I kind of approach it is it's it's interesting that you bring about Alcoholics Anonymous because how I how I look at AA and the fact that they do basically make a living off of indoctrinating people into religion um, mm -hmm. it's substituting one addiction for another one mm -hmm. in my opinion um, and in in some cases I mean they they won't let you leave the program until you actually you know demonstrate your faith or something you know they will keep you in that program or they will um uh, you you won't get the the right help that you need i guess you could say until you believe in this god that they're trying to indoctrinate you into and it's sad because the people in aa most of the time have those addictive type of personalities hence why they're there um and so it, it, to me, it's literally switching one addiction out for the next. And mm -hmm. for me personally, I want to know as many true things and as few false things as possible. That's what's going to make me happy. And uh, I, I personally think that although it's uncomfortable and it's scary, I think that knowing the truth is better for you, regardless of how it makes you feel. Um you know, maybe it makes me feel good that two plus two is five, but that isn't the truth of it. It makes me happy that two plus two is five, 
but that's not the truth. And that's not going to benefit me in the end, because I'm going to be indoctrinating other people into these right. beliefs. And they're going to be saying, oh, well, two plus two is five. This person said so. And then you have a whole conspiracy theory on your hands. And um, the religion sprouts from conspiracy theories and vice versa. <laughs> well, yeah, your, your, your point is very well made, too, of the indoctrination aspect of it. Yes. To me, it's like if my private belief is I'm not I'm not that I'm walking down the street waving signs saying you must believe in in the right. Lord of uh of the the the, the Lord of the skies <laughs> the flying spaghetti monster is real if you don't believe you're gonna burn in hell uh, but if I just quietly choose to to believe it myself and internalize it then I think that so that's where I think it goes from yeah. when you when you start indoctrinating and the two plus two equals five is actually a great example when you start indoctrinating people you can actually do harm to wide swaths of yeah. people with misinformation um that's why we have this whole flat earth theory <laughs> yeah well and it, it's it's fascinating that's one thing i i said and i'm i'm glad in talking to dave weiss like he, I, I'm sure he sent you all this stuff ahead of time too. Like how many of these conspiracies do you believe? And I think there was yep. 30 or 40. And I'm like, oh, I fully believe half of these. <laughs> like I fully believe half of them. Cause some Meanwhile, of them. Like, I was checking like, no, 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 no. And he even <laughs> said like before the show, he was like, I looked at your list and he was like, he's like, you didn't check off yes on anything. And I'm like, well, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I am, I am also jealous of, uh, you can see the way our brains work differently. Uh, I feel like you're a much more mentally healthy person <laughs> where, because you, you're very cut. I mean, and this is, I, again, it's like, I wish I, you just want to know what's true and you don't want to know anything that's false where it's like, if the truth's going to hurt me, I don't want it. <laughs> I know. And that's, it, it's a lot of acceptance, you know, it's scary. It's like, it's terrifying to think that like when I die or whatever, like it's lights out, but then, then you think about it for a minute. Do you remember what happened 10 minutes before you were born or 10,000 years before you were born? Do you remember? I don't remember pain? last night. So. Exactly. Hey, me neither. I, boy, I've got a hangover, but <laughs> I'm a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you know, it's, it's scary thinking about these things, but I think it's, it's healthier and it's, in my opinion, you know, this, this obviously is subjective, but I think it's better for society to know the truth rather than stuff that makes you feel good. And I think by us saying that we don't know whether there is a heaven or a hell or but even sidetrack of that, which heaven or hell is the real one. Cause I mean, there's thousands of different descriptions of hell right. um, and heaven, and yet nobody has actually been there. Um, as far as we know, that has been able to demonstrate it. Besides that one kid who wrote a book and then ended up saying that he was faking it the whole time. Um, do, I don't know if you ever heard about that. That's like the the story about the kid who had like a, uh, appendicitis or something. And he um, went to the hospital and he like died for however long. And he says he went to heaven and met Jesus and all this stuff. And then it turns out like when he reached his teenage years, they wrote a whole book and stuff about it. And, um, and then when he came to his teenage years, he just said that he totally made all of it up off the top of his head and just everyone believed him. And, um, 
So it's, it's, <laughs> you know, although that's, that's cool to believe in uh, it, it was harmful in the end, I guess. It's here's one thing I struggle with. And this, I, I think I talked about this with Bob Ginsburg, the guy I mentioned earlier about uh, when uh, he, who certifies mediums and we were talking about near death experiences. And he's like, we've documented all these stories and so many of them that we've documented that we have medical documentation that they were dead for 10 minutes or one lady was dead for like 20 minutes. Um, that I, it was over 20 minutes. He's like that, that's beyond anyone's explanation as to how she possibly came back and her brain still functioned. Um, like he, he even said her specific mm -hmm. case surviving is really kind of fluky, but the, the, how they describe their experiences he said so many of them, they use different vocabulary and things like that, but they have the exact same story. He's like, and what he said to me is, I know it's all anecdotal, but when you have so many anecdotes at a certain point, you have to, to realize that there's something there. And I'm like, I don't, hmm. I don't know that I buy, I, I don't know that I buy that argument, but on the flip side, yeah. I don't buy that argument. I'll say <laughs> so, to be clear, I don't buy that argument. On the flip side, it's like, it's one of those things I, I always question is, we're never going to know because if there is one, we'll be dead when we find out. It's not like, exactly. oh, I'm going to go back to Earth and tell everyone that, that there is an afterlife. Right. It's too late. Uh, so it's one of those things to me, it's like, I don't see how you could prove or disprove this until you literally die. <laughs> exactly. It is uh, an unfalsifiable claim. Like death, death in as a whole we will probably never know what that is until our time comes and then we're not going to be able to share the news. So, right. I mean, I, I really don't think there's ever going to be a way to test death or measure death. Now it's, I, you mentioned the, the person that died for like 20 minutes or whatever. What's interesting to me is the terminology between dying and actually being dead. So hmm. When you're in the hospital and you flatline, you were not considered dead. You were just flatlining. So your, your brain is still functioning. You still have, in some cases, your heart is still beating. Um, maybe your heart is beating, but your brain isn't functioning or vice versa. Um, or maybe there's some other body parts that are shutting down. And the, the thing is, is you are still functioning. Although you are flatlined, you are still technically alive. So you can be flatlined for a number of minutes, 20 minutes even. When you are dead, you are dead. That is when the, um, the different chemicals stop firing in your brain and the DMT starts flushing yourself out. And um, that's the process. It's different between being in the process of death and then actually being dead. Because I personally right. am on the standpoint that you cannot die and then come back to life. Because once you are dead, you are dead. You can be in the process of death, but yeah. not actually death. And there's tons of neuroscientists that back this up. There's one, um, her name is uh, Sharon Q., or, or Shannon Q and she's on um, the atheist experience, the show through the atheist community of Austin. And um, she's very highly educated. She will fight tooth and nail telling you that near death experiences are not evidence of any type of afterlife. And not to mention there's been multiple tests done with near death experiences where they would put objects on top of cabinets. And when people would die and say, I was in the room, I was floating above us. And, you know, I could see my body and see this and see this. And they ask them, 
what's on top of that cabinet then? They said, well, I don't know. I didn't, there's nothing, I didn't see anything on top of the cabinet. They would either say they don't know, or they don't see anything on the cabinet or they weren't looking or something. And every single time, 100% of the time, they guessed wrong on whether there was something on top of the cabinet or not. It was a 100% fail rate. And that's what really stands out to me. I look at the actual research studies done just like um, rather than anecdotal experiences. Cause right. it, like you said, there could be a ton of people that have near death experiences. So we have to take into account. Well, there's also a ton of people who believe that leprechauns are real too. That's a real thing. I'm working on trying to get someone on the show who actually believes in leprechauns. It's in the process. But so there's one that um, lives down the street. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, he stole my but, lucky charms. Is that the right? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's for me, just anecdotes just can never cut it for me. And like what I had a, a guest on my podcast, his name was Ron Moorhead, and he was the self proclaimed world's best Bigfoot researcher. And, um, he, the entire hour that I was talking to him, he never once gave me any sort of solid empirical evidence. It was all anecdotes, stuff that mm -hmm. he got a phone call, went to this person's house. They say, I saw Bigfoot over there. And then that was it. Like, he just is like, yeah. And then this person said that they saw this and they said that they saw this. And I'm like, wait, but Ron, you haven't seen anything though and i mean he does claim that bigfoot like time traveled in front of him twice or something but uh and that did it in front of his daughter or something too but again that's an anecdote we don't mm -hmm. have any any testable evidence you know i can say again that there was a pink elephant that just teleported right beside me but it's just as reliable as that yeah so I, anecdotes i just oh, can't do the anecdotes <laughs> i yeah no i i i agree with you on that and it, i think there's always so many other explanations yes. for things and i i had a bigfoot researcher he he said he made it clear i don't i'm not yeah, a he's bigfoot like don't hunter. call me a bigfoot hunter yeah, yeah. no i well Ron i'm like about ready but actually and, i yeah. i get that you're not hunting it you're <laughs> you're um, but it's like but, at the same time, you know, when I call someone a ghost hunter, like I don't mean you're walking yeah. around with like a plasma pistol or something trying to blast ghosties or something, That's, you know, <laughs> I do get on the, the biggest pushback I give guests sometimes is I'm like, don't try to have like a vocab or a semantic right. argument because I'm unfamiliar with the vernacular of the your specific specialty. If I say a dimension and you're like, no, it's not a dimension, it's a a, a, a different universe like, well, okay saying you down. know what i meant <laughs> yeah <laughs> well let's let's not bog down in in, in semantics uh but he, the guy i had on it's like i'm about 70 30 whether bigfoot exists oh i'm like all right well at least you're honest but but his thing was he's like i actually just like going out to the woods i i i do all this different stuff i he, he puts it on youtube and it's more like not a survivor show but it's more like just an outdoorsy show oh right and right. he tests all these like this is supposed to attract bigfoot and obviously it never has <laughs> so if yep. anything he probably kind of debunks a lot of these bigfoot products that are supposed to you know get them um but i'm like i respect that because you you're really just doing something you enjoy doing and you're making bigfoot a part of it uh, as yeah. opposed, you, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not lying. You're not alleging you actually encountered Bigfoot. I, he, he did have a story that he couldn't explain 
where something was throwing boulders way too big. No human being could could lift and throw these boulders. Uh, and he's like, I, you know, that's we just assumed, well, it had it couldn't have been a human who threw that. So hmm. but my thing is it maybe it could have been a crazy animal. Maybe could have been a bear. You know, <laughs> how do you how do you know that a human couldn't have thrown it? You know, I mean, I understand it's heavy, but I mean. There's lots of different ways that humans can throw things. We don't necessarily need to use just our hands to throw things. Right. Could have been a catapult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you, I mean, hey, you it could have been a meteorite. I mean, <laughs> right. Could have been a meteorite or something. I don't know. Maybe something fell out of an airplane or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And he, he said, he's like, I chalked that up as maybe being a Bigfoot encounter, but I didn't see it. So, right. So, you know, he's like, it, it was just an unexplained thing and i'm like I, that's a, yeah i respect it you're not lying you're just you know you like camping and basically you're making a you're <laughs> right. you're having a fun thing to do while you're camping like it gives right. you an excuse to go camping like i'm like i like i respect that um and i it's a i don't know it, it's again i don't believe in bigfoot uh i don't believe in 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 many things that i that i talk about but i i do i it's just that thing, man. It's just like, there's something there's cause I've, again, it's, and then they get, this is the part that fucks with me is they get in my head where it's like, I'll have this vivid dream and be like, Hmm. And then they will be like, that could have been a message from another universe that you, you know, this, that, or the other. And they'll, they'll explain, cause I have very vivid dreams. And sometimes people be like, those are very important. If you're getting those dreams, you know, it's a message from the universe uh, or from your, you know, and it's like, I don't know if I believe it, but it's like, it makes me feel good if someone's sending me a message. <laughs> right. I don't yeah, listen like how to I look message, at it, it's like I would just, I just had a dream, you know, and it's, you know, that reminds me of another guest that I had on. I had Debbie Solaris on who, um, who is hmm. the ET contactee that I was talking about and how basically she said her whole career started is um, it was 2012 and uh, that's when like the whole and, you know, uh, the Mayan calendar was coming to right, an end, right, right. 2012, yeah, December you know, something. Yeah, December 21st, the day before 21st, my birthday, yeah. of course. And um, <laughs> 10 days I was like, <laughs> right the day, day before I was turning 16, I was like, man, I won't even get my sweet 16 or something. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, she basically she was terrified of this whole conspiracy theory that the world was going to end on December 21st, 2012. So. She was scared about it the whole year. And April comes around that year of 2012. She goes to sleep one night. This is after she went to some sort of like psychic program that she paid for at some like local psychic thing. She goes to bed that night and she basically has this like dream experience where she's like on a, she called it an interdimensional starship that was made out of plasma or something or some sort of see-through material. And she was like this translucent material. So she she talked to like these blue aliens and like there was like a rainbow pillar that like she stepped in and it would like kick her out or something <laughs> she had this all in her dream then she wakes up and she's like i can read the akashic records now and then she now she has a freaking television show where she reads the akashic records on gaia like the gaia network or whatever and i'm just like or debbie maybe you just had a dream. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you just had a really freaking crazy dream. You know, I've had dreams where 
killer whales have saved me from burning buildings you know it's like <laughs> does that mean that that was real too that there's it some was, sort of it was sent to you from the great shamu <laughs> right <laughs> i'm just like debbie maybe you're just, you know occam's razor here the easiest explanation is more than likely the correct one and in this mm -hmm. case i'm more apt to believe that you just had a really freaking crazy dream rather than you talked to aliens on a spaceship that, that's um, <laughs> but I remember last time we talked, I did tell you about the dream I had where I was abducted by aliens and spent six months in space. I yes. remember then the, the feed cut off. I'm like, uh oh, the aliens don't want me talking about it. <laughs> but I did. I I went um, I was out with a girl a few months back and she was telling me she stopped being friends with one of her friends because she just always brought up the fact she was abducted by aliens. And like people were like all right weirdo and she's like i swear to god she kept describing uh now i'm forgetting the name of it where uh, sleep paralysis ah uh, you know and and i get that all the time and it's it, it is terrifying where you, yeah. you see someone standing over you and you can't move you can't do anything um and uh she, but she's like she insisted that that was not a dream that she was abducted by aliens and just happened to be returned the following morning to her to her bed. Of course. Uh, How nice. How nice of them. Yeah, right. It's like, at least in my dream, I went to the aliens and I came back and I had to fight off other aliens to save the planet Earth. And <laughs> right. then I went home. So when I woke up in bed, I, I swear to God, I did actually roll over and pull up my phone because I'm like, is it November or is it May? Because I legitimately <laughs> felt like I was gone for like, that's how how intense the dream was it felt like six months had passed that's crazy but of course i looked at my phone i'm like no just a dream cool no, no i'm just crazy <laughs> i'm sure yeah uh darn it i'm not immortal i didn't save the planet <laughs> fuck oh well back to business i guess i'll guess i'll have another drink then <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah i do think i do think people try to read too much into well everything <laughs> i mean i agree i mean people would argue that i i read too much into that I read too much into like religion and stuff, you know, like literally, like I, I mean, I've got my Bible sitting next to me and my Quran's over here. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't think that there's any such thing as reading too much into something when you have things that are claiming that there are like aliens or uh, giant hairy ape people in the forest, <laughs> or that there was a man who lived 2000 years ago in the middle East. That also was the embodiment of God that walked on water and, did all these different crazy things and resurrected after three days, you know, it, they deserve to be looked into pretty thoroughly. So I feel like those absurd claims until we can debunk them, the, they are worth looking into as much as you need to read into them is how I feel about it. And, you know, we, we haven't discounted, in my opinion, we haven't disproven that a God could exist because I don't think that's something that you necessarily can disprove. I think it's an unfalsifiable claim. Um, again, you won't know it until you're dead type of thing. I, um, I would think there's a possibility, not that it would be provable, but I do, I, I would, you know, I, I still believe in God. I just don't believe in the religious version of God. If, if I'll explain it more. I've I've adapted my stance quite a bit since when we when we first talked, kind of on how I how I see things. And again, I think it's all just like therapy. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if there's any any 
there's definitely no proof to what I believe, but I, I've adjusted the way I see things. But I'll get to that in a second. But I do think there's a possibility that, assuming a God exists, that maybe he does communicate with people, but that person says God spoke to me, you're going to be like, all right, prove it. Well, I can't prove it. (laughs) How can I prove that? Um, Yeah, totally. So, but to that person, I think it could, you could argue it's been proven to, to that individual. Yeah. But there's no way that person's going to be able to, to, I, that's the biggest critique I have with, with religion. I say this all the time is uh, I'm born and raised Catholic. And I do like a lot of what Catholicism does. They're, their charities are the best in the world. Um, the way they run their charities, it, they help people, not just Catholics. They help everyone. Uh, John Stossel, who's an atheist, he's like, I donate to Catholic charities all the time because they they are the best at actually helping people. Um, locally, I serve on a board that helps uh, try to fund homeless charities and stuff. And year after year, the two cat St. Vincent de Paul and Catholic Charities is just the name of it. The best rate of getting people out of homelessness, which is what I want. I don't want, oh, well, we just have these homeless people who just live here for their entire lives. I'm like, no, no, no. Right. Give them a place to live and get them jobs, get them out of the homeless cycle. And those are the Catholic ones are the ones who do it better than anyone else year after year. Um, so that's that's my way of my friends and family who are Catholics not getting pissed at me. But <laughs> <laughs> so I got that out of the way. Um and I totally I totally lost lost track where I was going. So so oh, uh, second coming of the Messiah. That's where I was going. Nobody uh, in the world would ever believe if the if 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 everything they teach is real or real-ish, you know, close enough. It's you know a human translated text, whatever. And God sent his son down to earth again so the second time and he said i am the son of god the first person who would say he's a liar he's a piece of shit is the pope (laughs) yeah no for sure (laughs) that that so that right there is like well that's why i don't believe in this religion like the in the in the big picture just because that (laughs) yeah i mean that's fair i mean the to to be fair though if jesus did if there was a guy who just showed up one day and said, I'm Jesus, you know, obviously we're going to ask for proof of that. And if he really is the uh, reincarnation of God or whatever, he would be able to show that for sure. And I feel like if right now, if there is a God, he either doesn't want us to know he exists, doesn't care, or he doesn't exist at all. Those are kind of the three conclusions that there could be is that either he doesn't want us to know he doesn't care if we know or he doesn't exist at all and yeah i so i don't deny like again you you mentioned um people you know maybe hearing a voice of god and maybe that really was god that they were talking to and um so how i would feel if one day i woke up and i heard a voice in my head saying i'm god you know i promised and they were somehow able to even tr- uh, sway my belief in any way to say, wow, maybe this really is a God that's talking to me. I would immediately go to the hospital. Right. Like I, I would, would too. And I believe imme- in God. <laughs> like I would be sprinting to the mental hospital um, because I need to get some tests done and I need to make sure whether my brain's just going insane. <laughs> and if, again, if after all of those tests failed and they told me, 
you're fine. Your brain is fine. I don't under, we don't understand why you're hearing voices. I still would not wholeheartedly believe that this is a God talking to me. I just, my skepticism, my skeptic meter would be through the roof. And until this God could actually convince me, I, I just, I couldn't actually believe in it. Even though I'm hearing this voice in my head, I frankly would just think that I'm going crazy for the rest of my life, even though the doctors are saying otherwise. Um, right. So that's kind of how I feel. Well, and if he really wanted to prove it from a God perspective, he could prove it. If he wanted oh, yeah. to prove to you beyond the voice in your head, he could just yep. do some, some weird shit. That's like, all right, well, there's exactly. something <laughs> like, exactly. So it's like, why doesn't he just do it? You know, instead of, you know, here we are thousands and thousands of years after the first God con, uh, um, the, the first, you know, God thoughts started and, no one knows still whether there's a God or not. When in all reality, if there was an all-powerful, all-good, um, omni-God, then he could just pop in all of our heads and say, hey, I'm real. Or he could pop up on all of our television screens right now. Or he could pop up his face in the sky and you know, literally convince us that he is real. And that would end all of this blasphemy and um, you know, what have you and different religions in general. And it would arguably be a better, in my opinion, it would be a better result than him just staying hidden, you know, playing hide and seek with us and just hmm. waiting for us to kind of figure it out. It's like we have people killing themselves over gods, you know, killing themselves in the name of God, killing other people in the name of God. And you would think that if there's an omni God out there that he would want to put a stop to that and you know, actually prove himself to be real. Yeah, and that's 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 a great point, and that's it, it. You know, there. I'd like to hear a religious person give a give an answer to that honestly. Um, to see exactly if they why could... I interviewed a pastor on my podcast. Yeah, I had yeah, a pastor I... on recently, and he didn't honestly. He didn't have um, too much. Uh, his his answer was essentially, "I don't know. I don't know why God <laughs> would do that." And I'm like, you know. That's a perfectly okay answer. You know, on my show, I don't know is basically the answer that I want to come from your mouth. I don't want you making, making crazy claims. I just want yeah. you to think about it and say that you don't know, essentially, because all in all, you don't. It's the best explanation I could offer is we're not as important as we think we are, meaning that yes. God is the God of the universe and we're a small little speck in that universe. So maybe he'll get around to us. Maybe we're just those those stupid asshole planet that he doesn't really want to worry about. He's got other cooler people to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Like who's to say there isn't other planets out there? Like if there was a God, you know, and there's other planets that do have life, is God uh, you know, picking one planet over the other one? Mm. Does one planet maybe have objective evidence for God where the entire planet of this other alien species believes in this God because he's given them the uh, evidence but here we are still struggling or you know it's it's interesting to think about that if there yeah, was a god it, and there was other life on other planets how that would work right it, it's so it, it was such a weird and, and stupid metaphor for it but it wouldn't a random throwaway line in a in an avengers movie <laughs> uh captain marvel they're like well, why why aren't you coming helping here on earth she's like there's a lot of other planets in this universe and they don't have you to protect yes. them. And yes. it's like, 
Or so you could even flip it. God might say, I got a lot of problem planets. You guys are okay. I mean, the grand scheme of things, you guys are, you know, you're okay. You don't need my help all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, I've got all these fires to put out, these barbaric galaxies over here. You guys are not great, but you're 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 managing. <laughs> and it's like, but then you would look at it as though, you know, you look at like why does god take so long to show himself you know you look at like christianity 2000 plus years ago um jesus said you know he pointed to a little boy in the bible and he says before this little boy turns into an old man i will come back here we are 2000 years later that little boy's dead as hell well and maybe maybe (laughs) fair little boy from the bible can you prove that (laughs) that's fair i mean to be fair can we prove that jesus even said that because i actually just had a jesus mythicist on my show and he believes that jesus christ never existed he wasn't a real person and he's written probably three uh one two he's written at least five or six books on how jesus didn't exist and he's coming out with two more next year and um he had some really i mean the fact that we don't have archaeological evidence for the existence of jesus we don't have anything we have um i did an episode talking about the shroud of turin which is supposedly Mm -hmm. the burial shroud that jesus was wrapped in supposedly wrapped in um, before he was thrown into the tomb um but the, it, the chain I, of custody I, on that is problematic <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of needless to say it only took me about 10 minutes to debunk all of that there's not really much the, the fact that the shroud of turin is no older than um maybe seven or eight hundred years old and uh through carbon dating that's been tested and there's no actual blood on the shroud of turin let alone the blood of jesus christ on it um the face that's on it isn't it's it's just pareidolia your faces or your eyes are making out a face that's on the shroud that isn't actually there um but yeah the fact that we don't have literally any evidence outside of the bible for jesus christ um i mean we have the quran but i mean could you call the quran evidence for jesus because it was written in the 1400s you know 1400 years after jesus died or um, you know, Josephus, a lot of people go for Josephus or Tacitus as first accounts of Jesus. Um, but the problem with that being is that they weren't even born until like 40 AD. So that's like 40 years after Jesus died. So <laughs> that doesn't really work. They really weren't firsthand accounts. The fact that we don't have any first century accounts of Jesus Christ. Um, the letters of Paul, the um, seven epistles, people claim that that's evidence for jesus but again paul never even met jesus so uh, you you just can't say it so how can you say that anything in the bible that jesus quote unquote said or did um like pointing to the little boy and saying that before you die i'm going to come back how do we know that that happened or that maybe just a barbaric man in search of control just wrote a thing down in a book a long time ago it's a it's an interesting I, I, I this is not addressed to you i mean the, the comment is but the the sentiment isn't where more towards the guy who's obsessive about writing books to try to disprove jesus so here's my i get so irritated 
Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of these people who is an atheist agitator. I, I refer to him as it's like, I have no problem. I don't give a shit who believes in God and who doesn't. I have a problem if someone who believes in God preaches to you and says, you're going to hell because you, you know, you do this, you do that, whatever. You're, I have a problem with that person. On the flip side, I have a problem with an atheist who is aggressively antagonizing someone who believes in God. And that's not just a private, again, not, I totally get, if someone's trying to uh, spread the gospel, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. They deserve some pushback in my, in my opinion, someone who my mother, my mother believes in God. She's a Catholic. She believes in all that. She's a good person. She doesn't go preaching. She doesn't, you know, she, she has beliefs on things that I do that are immoral in her book. And I say, we have different moral standards. That's fine. Uh, but someone should not go up and just start teasing her and antagonizing her because they oh, happen no, to course. know she believes. So that's where I'm like, I, I have such a problem with the athe atheist. I think they put a bad face to atheists. Does that make sense? It's like, you don't need to go on Twitter on Christmas and say, happy Christmas to the, to the idiots who believe in God, but happy Monday to everyone else with a brain or something like it was a real nasty thing to say. Yeah. And it's like, why would you do that? That's just a yeah, no, thing no. to people, say. <laughs> people that are like firebrand atheists like that. No, it's, it's not, that's not, that's not cool to degrade people. I don't degrade people. No, you don't. <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel like people, people's beliefs deserve to be challenged. Like even my beliefs, uh, you know, for the longest time, I believed that, you know, like reptilians were running the government. And although that may not have been necessarily hurting anybody, it was influencing how I interact with politics, like how I, you know, what information I'm willing to take in. And it was, it influenced who I was voting for. Um, Cause you know, the other candidates a reptile. So I have to vote for this candidate well, because I'm pretty Lori sure they're Lightfoot? not. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but so it's like, it, it wasn't necessarily hurting anyone directly, but because of my beliefs, I was choosing candidates because of my beliefs. Although I, right. so I was indirectly harming people just because I thought they were reptile people from the Draco constellation for no freaking reason, by the way, by <laughs> there's no reason why I should have believed this. I still don't really know why I believed that, but Oh, well, but <laughs> I, I see why people come to believe things like that. Though. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, those ideas deserve to be challenged and all, all people can come off very aggressive and not very friendly. That's that's the thing is on my show specifically. And for the most part, what I do on the side, I don't do formal debates. I don't do that. My whole thing is I want people to just think about it a little bit, you know, like, although uh, David Fitzgerald, who's my next upcoming guest, the, the episode where I interviewed him comes out, um, I think the, the first week of November, the first Wednesday of uh, November is when that episode is going to come out. And um, he actually started debunking Jesus while he was Southern Baptist still. He was before he was even an atheist. He just was sitting there reading the Bible one day and thought, hmm, what if this guy didn't exist? And then he started writing his book 
And then he came out as atheist and he finished writing his book. And then he made three more volumes of that book, just searching for evidence and basically recording right. his process on how he came to this conclusion. And uh, that was nailed the top 10 myths on why Jesus uh, never existed at all. And that's basically his 10 number one things, inconsistencies with the Bible that stood out to him on why Jesus would have done these things or how they would have known. Like good example is in Daniel where Jesus is in the desert for 40 days and being tempted by Satan and he's alone. How can somebody like, <laughs> was somebody following Jesus into the desert and writing him down? Like Jesus is over there starving now being tempted by Satan again, you know, like, no, that wasn't. So how do we know what happened in the desert? Like if, if Jesus was real and he is being accounted for in this Bible, how do we know what happened when he went into the desert right. or you know, what, what happened, um, in Job with Satan and God having a conversation oh. about betting on Job's life, you know, there was, was there someone sitting up in heaven writing down, okay, Satan says this, and then mm -hmm. God says this, and then Satan says this, you know, how does, how does the, that happen? The, the book of Job is my biggest problem with the religion. My number <laughs> one problem. I'm like, there's no, Are that, you, that's, yeah, rightfully well, so. I, I said, and this is where I get in arguments with my mother and, and, and religious people is I'm like, I, I don't believe in that God. <laughs> I don't believe in a God that would, <laughs> would do that. Like to, so my argument's always, uh, if there is a God who created us, like, and, and let's say he loves us, that's, let's just give all that religious, give that right. Giving those, he wants us to be happy. Right. So he doesn't care. I, I things that you do that maybe, well, the Bible says you shouldn't do that, but if it makes me happy and it's not hurting anyone else, maybe it makes other people happy too. You go, you could, you, you could talk about having a one night stand. Two people could meet, both have a great night, never see each other again. Uh, both to be very happy with the experience. Not, not if I'm involved usually just, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but, but why is that? Why is that immoral? I, I, you know, that, that things like that. It's like, I don't, I think God wants, if there is a God, I think he wants us to be happy. That's just the way I view it. Now, this is also why I like talking to, to you, by the way, because you, you will question me uh and and it every like last time we talked i'm like now i'm realizing why i believe certain things and uh that maybe i don't believe it but it, it, i i like to tell myself it anyways to again it's it's like therapy self-therapy right right um and you're you're definitely not obviously one of those atheists who is an agitator you're definitely not yeah. one of those people i try that... not to be i mean sometimes i definitely can be i mean if if anyone follows me on tiktok sometimes i definitely can be the agitator but um you know it's all in in the for the process of thought you know sometimes mm -hmm. people won't listen to you unless you are a little bit a little bit edgy on that end, and then they you're stop right. and they actually listen to what you're saying um, and then they may be upset enough to comment and then boom, you have a conversation on your hand and you can actually converse with them. So although they were caught by the angst in the video, 
they had enough in them to comment, which now plants the seed where now I can actually practice the street epistemology and I can mm-hmm. actually have a conversation with them. Hi, sorry. You know, I know that um, I came across this way in the video, but you're concerned with this thing that I said in the video. So let's talk about this yeah. thing that I said and not the way that I said it. What makes you so upset about this thing that I said? And then we can go on a conversation about that. And um, it's uh, so not to say that I can't be the agitator, but that isn't my primary goal. My primary goal is to just get you to think about it. Whether right. if you are thinking about it, that's my goal. If by the end of it, you're at the end of your thought process, you are stronger in your faith or your belief. Cool. I guess. I mean, I, I don't make that connection. Um, you know, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, but to each their own, you know, if that strengthens your faith, cool. The fact that you thought about it and you took the things that I said into consideration and maybe even fact checked me a little bit. Um, that's exactly what I want you to do. Right. Um, what happens at the end game, whether you come out a stronger believer or an atheist, that's kind of out of my control. Right. And, and that, that's to me, the difference is you're, you're really just trying to promote thought. Just have think think about healthy skepticism that's that's my main you're you're not trying to you're not trying to upset people like you know you're not trying to ruin their day you're literally just trying to say hey just just think about it hey look i've listened to your podcast and and i couldn't tell you the episode and and i regret not actually looking into a couple things and and shooting you a message because i i got pissed it was not at you it was at one of your (laughs) guests and i'm like i I don't even want to listen to this anymore because I think they were kind of like, I'm trying to, I I mean, it's probably over a year ago, Um, but it was, it it was someone who made a comment that was to me kind of crossed the line of insulting the intelligence of people who, who believe in God. And I'm like, I, that's, to me, that's, that's out of bounds. Like it's not, you know, so but I and I'm there was a couple things and I'm trying to I can't remember any of them because it was so long ago. But I'm like I want to look into this and I never did. <laughs> oh man, see <laughs> I wish I like, wish I knew the thing because I'm like oh man I might have yeah, looked into it. Was, it. <laughs> it was I think it was I mean God last time I had you on the podcast was o- over a year ago, um and it was probably a couple weeks after that that we talked that. I, I want to say, and that episode pissed me off. Now, I don't know if it was released two weeks later. I just listened to it two weeks later. So um, I wish I, I might have to go through and try to find that podcast. Man, I'm going to have to go through and watch it too. Because 90, <laughs> 99% of every other episode, I think, I went through and even ones that I don't buy, I love the line of questioning. Uh, and I love, look, I love people who I don't believe, but I like their thought process yeah and that that to me is is yeah i should it shouldn't they shouldn't be you shouldn't be ashamed to have someone on who peddles a crock of shit but it has a good explanation for it yeah i've i've gotten a lot of hate um for being claimed to give people a platform you know like Mm. david weiss and Mm -hmm. other flat earthers and you know giving these people who have in some cases absurd or downright dangerous ideologies giving them a platform to speak on you know with my thousands of listeners and yes i do feel a little bit of guilt for doing that i talked about this on truth wanted with the atheist community of austin because um objectively dan the host of the show brought this up um 
yeah, there is a little bit of dread that I'm giving these people a platform and, you know, someone could be listening to the podcast and be hearing what they say and, and believe them over me. But I mean, again, that's not the point is to have people believe me. I'm the questioner, you know, right. <laughs> you come out with your claim. I ask a couple questions, but the people, it, there's a little bit of dread, but the conversations need to be had is the thing. If nobody talks about these things, then nobody, um, you, you know, if, if you have good justification for what you believe, then you have nothing to worry about. But in some, a lot of the cases of the people I've talked to on the show, they don't have very good justification for what they believe. It's more of a, this makes me feel good. Um, it's true right. to me. Oh, that line makes me crazy. It's true <laughs> to me. Like, oh my God, truth isn't subjective. Truth is objective. So it doesn't matter if it's true to you. It's true in general. It's either yes. true or false, whether it's true to you or not. Like there's no such thing as true to you. Right. Oh, it's true, false, or unknown. <laughs> and almost every guest that I've had on my show has said, well, it's true to me. Mm. Almost every, like Ron Moore had said it, Debbie Solaris said it, um, Jay, Le Jay Lee said it, the pastor, um, David White, like they all said it, um, most of them. And that line just makes me crazy because truth is objective. It's not subjective. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my whole thing is just to get people to think a little bit. I mean, if, if, if that, if that angers you, then I guess maybe you should, should have a little bit better justification. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I've got to say, uh, you know, a, a, the unquestionable with Calvin Smith, that podcast is great. And that's true to me. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. I, that's that's the only way you can actually use that statement i think yeah <laughs> it's, I, I enjoy agree. this podcast it's true to me <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> that, that actually works uh i was thinking it was uh, like that's it oh i'm gonna make this joke and i'm like actually that's a that actually works and that's <laughs> uh calvin um oh i want to let you go but i want to um god i don't know whether i should say this on the podcast or not <laughs> I, my guest who i'm talking to tomorrow oh god i i think i don't know how it's gonna go but i need to uh i i, I want to refer her to you already uh she you've had a couple guests on sorry but you've had a couple guests <laughs> on that i've been like man this that's really interesting like the like the person that um believe that it was like thomas jefferson mm -hmm. like metaphysical like, thomas jefferson <laughs> oh man i sent them an email right away and they still haven't responded so i don't know <laughs> yeah it was it was uh you know that that was that was something I, that was actually the episode right after david weiss too so it was back to back yeah i was kind of a, that i was like i really enjoyed that interview that one was really funny yeah to the the lady i'm speaking i may edit this out of the podcast but <laughs> uh calvin let me let me make sure to note to not just edit out that part and then i need to keep this part in uh a, the podcast obviously i'll link it in the show notes but where can people find um you on social media and, and all that other stuff yeah i am on literally every social media platform i'm on everything from snapchat facebook twitter instagram uh tiktok um, I did make a backup TikTok um, because my current TikTok, um, the religious community is not a big fan.
fan of my page right now. So it's getting reported a lot. So I had to make mm. a backup account. Um, everything that I do is linked in my link tree. Um, it's, it's all in there in a nice fancy format. Um, new episode of my show comes out on, uh, November. What is it? November something the first week of November <laughs> the first <laughs> what the first Wednesday of November we can say that is when my uh, next episode comes out where I interviewed uh, David Fitzgerald the author of Nailed and um, Jesus Mything in Action um, I have plenty of other shows up to go I usually release once a month um, getting a little preoccupied with work and stuff so can't really post as much as I as I would like to um, but yeah I'm on literally any social media platform. If you look up unquestionable podcast or unquestionable with Calvin Smith, my show is on YouTube too. I only post my interviews there though. My solo podcasts, I don't really post there. Um, I did do an episode debunking Noah's Ark and the global flood, which is on YouTube now. Um, but yeah, pretty much anywhere. If you look me up. Awesome. And uh, I will link everything in the show notes and God, I gotta, I gotta get one of those link trees. They're just so handy. Oh, it's totally worth it for being free too. I mean, it's worth it. Yeah. And I, di I didn't realize I'm looking now. I don't know if this is new. You have a discord server now too. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a discord server. Um, I've had that for a little while. I don't have a ton of people in there. Um, I'm really trying to get a little bit of a following in there so that we can actually have debates and stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. that really was, was the goal for my discord servers. Hey, if you want to debate, go to the discord server and have conversations with these other people who want to debate and who listen to the show. And, you know, I'll, I still post my stuff over there, new episodes and stuff. And um, yeah. So if you, if you were looking to debate, that's the platform that I would prefer you go to is on the discord server. So that way you can have conversation with other believers and non-believers and uh, everyone can engage. Nice. Well, I'll probably join that. I won't be very active, but I'll like to watch. That's the... <laughs> fair. I'm not very active either. So <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, Calvin, um, I, I, I want to talk. I don't want another year to pass before we talk next. So. <laughs> You've got my number. Yeah. So anytime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, I will, uh, you know, I will be waiting uh, excitedly for your next episode to drop. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate you for having me on, Jeff. Always oh, yeah, love being yeah. on. Anytime, man. Thank you. All right. That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Check out Calvin's podcast, Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. Um, some fascinating topics and uh, interesting discussions. I listened to his latest one uh, that he brought up about... Uh, you know, about the existence of Jesus. I listened to his latest one. Uh, and look, I, I beyond, it doesn't matter what my beliefs are. His guest was very thoughtful and uh, very, um, I mean, very much like Calvin. He's not, not negative or demeaning in any way towards people who believe in things or people or whatever. Um, just an open discussion. So I, I enjoyed listening to it. Um, and I enjoy listening to almost all of his episodes. So check out that podcast. I just joined his discord server. Um, I don't really go on discord much, but maybe I'll, I'll pop in there a few times. Uh, and you should do the same. Uh, so thanks to Calvin for coming back on. Uh, I'm sure he will be on again in the future. Cause I have a fun time talking with them. And if you ever have any topics uh, you want to uh, have me talk to 
him about, uh, definitely feel free to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm dying here. <laughs> uh, feel free to uh, send them over to me, or you could probably just shoot him a, a thing on social media if you want to directly ask him a question. Uh, but if you want me to be the middleman, I'm, I'm happy to do so. All right, so join me. Uh, this episode's coming out Monday. If you're listening live uh, to them, and most of you listen like the day after, but that's okay. I don't care if you listen a week after. Uh, but if you listen live, you can. Uh, I don't care if you listen two months after. Frankly, I'm not. I'm not judging how long it takes you to listen to my podcast. Uh, but Wajid is coming on Thursday uh, for episode 105. Uh, he was on in episode 52, uh, and uh, excited to chat with him again, or I already did chat with him again, but was so much fun chatting with him again. He's a, a very, you know, I, I don't invite people back on the podcast who aren't nice people, as you can probably guess, um, because I wouldn't do that to myself, let alone to the listeners. So thanks again to Calvin, and I uh, look forward to Wajid on Thursday, and uh, boom, it's over. <laughs>